friends, Uncle Marv back with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your show for IT business support, for IT professionals to help you support your networks better, smarter, and faster. And we have a packed show for you this evening. My guest tonight, Kadira Mohammed. And if you've been keeping up with your shows, you would have seen her. Actually, you would have heard her back on the audio podcast number 420 on August 23rd. She is back for a live show. And we're going to recap that and see what she's been up to since we last spoke and maybe get in some questions and answers. I'll be doing an update on my recent trip to Chicago for TechCon Unplugged that happened this past weekend. Turned out to be a fantastic event. I had a pretty good time, and we'll give you a little recap on that. I will also tell you about the conspiracy theory that I think it is happening between a certain member of the community and I. You know her as Lady Di. Things are happening that are crazy. And upon my return, one of my clients, one that I subcontract for, not my direct clients, well, we had to test their business continuity plan this week. So all of that is really what we're going to be doing. But first, what I do want to do is let's uh, go a little bit into the news. So if you're listening by audio, you heard the song in the beginning. And if you were watching on video, you saw and see, you saw and heard the lyrics for the new Space Force fight song, Semper Supra. Basically, their official marching music. Space Force, which is not yet three years old, just unveiled its official song, a 40-second ditty called Semper Supra, which is Latin for Always Above. And I'm not going to even try to sing it or read the words, but you can see them in the video that I will link in the notes. And as the lyrics indicate, members of the Space Force are called Guardians, which cues the service up for Guardians of the Galaxy jokes. So enter your own jokes there. So the Space Force was officially established in December 2019, becoming the first new branch of the U.S. military since the Air Force began operations in 1947. And insert your own Star Trek, Star Wars, or whatever jokes there. And we're not going to have too much time to go into Florida, man, but the story that I'm going to choose for this evening, a Palm Beach County man is accused of torturing a bird that is listed on Florida's threatened species list. According to an arrest affidavit, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conversation or Conservation Commission said that Michael Bokikio chased the Sandhill Crane near Military Trail in Jupiter. Witnesses say that he grabbed the bird by the neck and began to remove its feathers. Several witnesses tried to stop him, but basically he would hold the feathers up in their face and ask if they wanted to keep them. And just if you're wondering, sandhill cranes are on Florida's threatened species list. It is illegal to touch, harass, or remove parts from any threatened or endangered species in the state of Florida. So Mr. Bochiccio was arrested and taken to the Palm Beach County Jail. So that is how we will 
end our news segment today. So let me go ahead and do a quick recap of TechCon Unplugged. If you are followers of the MSP Unplugged podcast that is run by our good friends Paco LeBron and Rick Smith, they have already done their debrief for you and told you all about the vendors and the presentations and all of the attendance uh, stuff that happened there. So I'm not going to go too much into detail, but I do want to at least give my spin on it. Uh, It was a fantastic event, and I think that it was run pretty well. And the attendance, while it's not a large conference, and that is by intent, uh, it is meant to be a small, informal, intimate gathering where you will have the chance to talk with vendors for an extended period of time. You can meet with colleagues and other business owners and talk about all of the things that we all need to run our business. And it was a fantastic event from Saturday to Sunday. Uh, And if you came in early on Friday, there was a great little, um, let's just say, enlightening section uh, that was done by Cyber Matt Lee, uh, basically telling people how they should plan for their incident response plan. And it was a nice little event. And just so that I don't risk leaving anybody out or doing anything like that. Um, There will be a list of all the vendors and stuff that I will try to link in the show notes that you can go to their pages. Um, You can uh, be a part of the MSP Unplugged Facebook group. And I think, no, don't hold me to this because I'm not on the committee, but I think that they are going to be trying to get the recordings available for members of the community, which is a good reason for you to join. And uh, they will get you all of the Uh, promo codes and things that the vendors offered while they were there. Although this was not a conference where vendors were there to basically sell, they were there to teach and engage. And that is pretty much what happens. Now, one of the things that I really do want to talk about is that there were some contests this year that the vendors uh, participated in as I sip away on this mug and Three awards were given out to vendors. There was a best presentation, which was won by Galactic Advisors. There was a best partner, won by Huntress. And if the, I, I didn't realize this at the time, but I probably would have dinged them because when you drink from a mug, the logo should be facing out so that people that are watching you drink would see the logo. But in spite of that, the best swag award was given to Magnus Bots. And I am sipping from their mug here as part of their celebratory swig from the conference. They had some other swag that uh, put them out above the rest. Basically a plethora of giveaways. And that is something to remember for all the vendors attending next year the very coveted Best Swag Award. And I do want to give props, even though we could not keep the Millers out of the winner's circle when it came to prizes, we do have to congratulate Jason Miller for being the champion of the community. And if you know him on Facebook or any of his other places, you can go and see he received probably the gaudiest fake 
WWF, WWE, I don't even know, MMA, whatever, those big championship belts that they wear, kind of like the Aaron Rodgers discount double-check thing. And uh, he got that for being the most helpful member of the community this past year, an honor that was well-deserved. And I think that it was greatly appreciated by them. They do a lot to give back to the community, giving advice, talking about the products that they use, helping members whenever they need help. So definitely something that we should all be proud of. And Jason, congratulations on that. And I swear we are going to find a way to make it so that the Millers don't win something next year. But we'll see how that goes. Um, I will say this. So on my way back from the conference, I flew back very early on Monday morning. And many of us, and when I say many, there were probably six or seven attendees that as they flew back had some sort of travel-related incident. Uh, Everything from delayed flights, missed flights. And I got home and posted a story about the fact that our plane got diverted. It was supposed to be a direct flight from Chicago to Fort Lauderdale, but we had to divert to Atlanta. And the reason is that somebody in the back of the plane had some sort of cardiac event. And of course, the dreaded words, is there a medical professional on board, rang out over the loudspeaker. Uh, There was a lady two seats over from me that was and ran back. And then there was another gentleman that was a couple of rows back, ran back. And then a couple of other things. We need the med kit. We need this. And next thing you know, we are diverting and doing an emergency landing in Atlanta where rescue crews were waiting on the ground. They came in, took her out, and they they had to do the trach thing. I mean, cut open her throat to help her breathe, I think. I'm not a medical professional, but something like that. But there was blood everywhere. So they had to have a hazmat team come on and clean the plane. And I thought that has got to be the story of all stories and travel-related incidents. But, of course, Lady Di, Diana Giles, posted almost simultaneously that she, too, had an event where somebody in her row had a some sort of event where rescue had to come on the plane and get them off. And I just think that some sort of conspiracy is, is a brewing I will be attending ASCII Dallas in a couple of weeks where I will see Lady Di and then we will traverse to Oklahoma City and I hope that we have no such event along the way there. All right, so I am looking in the green room. Oh, my guest has, uh, there she is. All right, let me bring on our guest. As I mentioned, Kadira Muhammad was with us back in episode 420, and uh, I'm going to bring her on here now. Kadira, how are you? I am fantastic, Mark. How are you? I am doing good. All right. So how has life been since, uh, what was that, August 23rd? Oh, life has been amazing. Um, As you know, uh, (laughs) the reason we we didn't do this live podcast sooner is because I went to Africa. Um, for about a week, almost a week and a half, which was super exciting. Never been there before. Specifically went to Zanzibar, Tanzania, which is like the far, far east side of Africa. All right. Um, and tell the listeners, was this a 
business-related trip or a personal trip? It's a a fun mix of of both, actually. That's what it ended up being. Um, Part business, because I actually have an investment out there in Zanzibar, um, a resort being built from the ground up, along with a bunch of other buildings that we are actually thinking about buying. And so we were visiting that property. We were seeing the construction, um, you know, doing a little conversation with the actual developer, just seeing everything that's on track. So it was amazing to see that in person um, because not because I didn't think I was going to get out there, but I didn't exactly expect it to be as soon as it did. And so it was great timing. Um, but part personal, because I did enjoy those waters. I was on the beach and I did need a little R&R, a little relaxation and quite a bit away from home in my, in my little humble abode in Detroit. So uh, it's also my first um, international trip that far. And really my only second international trip, like period. The first one I went to was uh, Mexico was earlier this year. Yeah. That's not really international. It's the same continent. It's the same, you know, but I like to think that it is because it's, you know, across the border, you know, I I live in, I live in Michigan. It's like across the country from me to the, another country. I'm going to count it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Enough said. All right. Now, I I guess I got to ask, since uh, a lot of our attendees for our conference had some sort of travel-related issue, did you have any? You know what? No. But I will say this. Traveling to Zanzibar was amazing. The flight there, almost nobody was on it. Really? Um, Yeah. I was extremely surprised. (laughs) Nobody wants to go to Africa. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody wants to go, at least not as late as we did. The way back packed to the brim on all the flights I was on. Really? I, had to take, I had to take three flights to get to Zanzibar. I had mm. to go from Detroit to Chicago, Chicago to Dubai, and then Dubai to Zanzibar. And on the way back, you know, when you just reverse it, every flight was full to mm. the brim. It took forever to get on. So that was interesting. But <laughs> that's that. thankfully, that was the only exciting part of it or event part of it was just the packness. Very surprising what happened with you. I mean, my goodness, the difference. <laughs> Listen, something always happens, and at least it doesn't happen to me. So, <laughs> I mean, it affects me. Got home a couple of hours later. So, luckily, I did not have any appointments planned. But, um, and the lady that was carted off was uh, in relatively good shape when she got off. She was up and alert. And uh, that's all we know because. You know, HIPAA laws, we really can't ask too much, but uh, hopefully she's she's doing much better. So, all right, Kadira, so let's do a quick recap. So when we had you on before, we basically introduced you. Uh, you're succeeding with systems. Uh, you help uh, pretty much busy CEOs gain back time and learn to automate systems within, within their business um, from, you know, sales stuff to marketing stuff to you know, just even executive things that we can do faster. Um, uh, we didn't get to hit on everything. So uh, you want to do a quick recap and mention anything that we might have left out in that show? Oh, for sure. I think what we definitely have to go deeper on is is the power of not only just Zapier, but a few other tools that you actually were able to get introduced to, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But um, the power of Zapier on a very, on a deeper level, in terms of you being able to combine pretty much all of your software. I love Zapier so much. And and for those who aren't familiar or just hearing about it first time and not sure what it is, Zapier is essentially the glue of the internet. 
that's how I like to think of it. Um, and it works on like an if then this, uh, if this then that kind of uh, situation. And basically if you have software, some data in one place and you wanna do something in a totally different app that usually don't integrate, like they don't natively talk to each other, then you can use Zapier to kind of connect those two things together. Um, and you can even do it for the, the cool part and the more complex part is when you can connect apps that aren't even in the Zapier kind of app dashboard. Um, and that becomes where you get to play with the API, you get to play with webhooks, endpoints, uh, catching is, is amazing. So hopefully we can go deeper into that. But if you didn't uh, get a chance to look into Zapier, even though I mentioned a little bit in our first podcast, you just are in the right place at the right time. And, and that was our intent. We did have a meeting uh, with just you and I about my business where we were going to look at Zapier, but we ended yes. up going in a much different direction because we started talking about processes and stuff and was both about my business and the podcast and some other stuff. And we ended up talking about a CRM um, yes. of all things. And, you know, we have a lot of CRMs within our industry, but none that I can utilize, you know, across all of the different things that I do. So you introduced me to one that I think might fit the bill. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about that for you. Yeah, so that CRM is called Go High Level. I love it. I've been using it for like two, maybe three years now. Um, and it's, yeah, I've tried a bunch of different CRMs. I got HubSpot, ActiveCampaign, Entreport, Dubsado. Um, all, all the little fancy ones um, to the plain ones that have been here for a while. I've tried them. I have never found like a, a very true all-in-one solution that also has a very superior support system behind it um, made of real people and not just live chat bots <laughs> or, you know, so-called kind of, you know, account managers that are still hard to get in touch with if you're not a super large, you know, business already. Right. Um, yeah, so Go High Level is amazing, and hopefully we can talk more about that. But I'm excited. I really hope you get to uh, use it and, and onboard onto it and really check it out for yourself. Right. Well, of course, I didn't start it right away because I've got, you know, the past conference that I did, I've got two more coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, I've got another – I've got two projects now that – my customer had a fire in their building. So I had to move some stuff around for that. But this CRM, it's, it's not just a CRM. It is an all in one platform that does so many other things that um, let's see, we had talked about it doing different landing pages, being Mm -hmm. able to do uh, surveys and forms, online appointment scheduling. Uh, You can do a mini store through it. Um, it, there's a lot of things in that uh, package. It, it absolutely is true. And it's so much more. You can do SMS marketing. You do email marketing. Um, you can even, it has some light reporting capabilities if you're running like Facebook ads or Google ads. Um, and you just want to check on overall progress of it. Um, segmentation of your list. The ability to call from the platform directly. Um, text from the platform directly. It's, it's a lot in there. And it pretty much takes the place of, if I had to guess something around 700 maybe maybe even to $1,000 worth of software that you would have had to get individually if you didn't have kind of this one uh, solution that could actually provide so much more. And, and, and it's still, they're still improving it. Like there's still 
adding to it. They just came out with the ability to blog on a platform. Um, and they also, I think they connect with WordPress somehow. So it is, uh, I've never seen a, a solution like this that's actually continuously building upon itself and having such a great community behind it. Well, as you're mentioning that, I was going on to the Google and I'm going to pull up the website here. And I just put the link in the chat for those that are watching live or watching the video later. And it will also be on the show page on the itbusiness.com, um, itbusinesspodcast.com website. But as I mentioned, it is the all-in-one sales and marketing platform. And we talked about, you know, things of capturing leads, appointment scheduling, nurturing your customers, automated booking, uh, membership areas. That was something that you and I talked about for the podcast here because I'm using Patreon, but this is something that can be contained within my own site there. Uh, Closing more deals. So if you want to manage, you know, the workflow that you're doing, the pipeline, uh, customer payments, all these types of things. And then, of course, not that I don't think many of the listeners would do this, but the ability to use it as a white label platform to sell to your customers, maybe. So a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff. Um, I probably don't use more than like 20% of like the true value of it. Um, But it's, it's a lot in there. And I know when you and I were speaking, you know, you had Calendly, you had your appointments, you had Patreon, you had quite, quite a few of these other, you know, situations going on. And you were just trying to find that, uh, that's at least one system, maybe a couple systems that made it easier for you to run your business. So when we spoke and you told me that that was really the problem that you were trying to solve for, I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to tell Marv about this because this is probably going to change it for him. And for like, I think it's like what, hundred dollars a month or something. Yeah. Um, that's like nothing. <laughs> if you compare and, it to all the software you'd have to get. I mean, and in a sense that is what you do and it's not necessarily The actual, I mean, the tools themselves, you know, are part of it, but the fact that you're able to dive in deep with your clients. I mean, you and I, you were telling me a story about, you know, the one before, um, we won't mention them here, but the fact that you actually will listen to what it is that they're trying to do and find the processes and tools out there to help them, whether it's Zapier, which is what I thought we were going to be talking about. But it turned out that this probably is going to do a lot more because the big thing for me is, you know, I've got different businesses in a sense. I've got, you know, the podcast, I've got the business, I've got a couple of other things that I'm doing. I make mugs and t-shirts and stuff and the, the con uh, the conference people saw all of that stuff. So having the ability to manage all of that from the same platform rather than having a separate platform for each because, you know, Patreon, you have to have a different account for each little thing you do. Calendly, you have to have a different account for each thing you do. And this program uh, is going to allow me to do all of that under the same umbrella. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, oh, looky here. In the chat, Lady Di has a comment. The Tech Tribe is using the high-level platform for their new offering, Works Great. See? There we go. Woo, see? Worlds yeah, we, collide. We are, we are there. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I, I love high level, especially for what you just um what you just spoke about, because you can have everything in this one place and it doesn't have to be in so many different areas. Um, 
And it's also very true. You know, I know we, we were very much set up, set out to talk about Zapier. I was ready to show you my Zapier stuff. I was ready to, to go into it. Um, but that becomes the important part, which I, I think a lot of your listeners can agree with. When you're speaking with clients and they have tech issues and they're trying to figure out how to make their life easier in whatever way that you are able to provide that, the best way to help them is just being able to listen because they'll say more than you know what they write about in an email. Um, and if you can ask the right questions, you know, you'll get to their solution a lot faster versus just saying, here's this, we're gonna use this one thing and that's it, it's gonna solve all your problems, but you're not really listening to what the person's actually saying. Right. Um, and, and providing a more accurate solution. Well, before we go on, why don't we do this? Let's go back and talk about how you got started with this because you were on a much different path when you got out of school, correct? Yes, that is very correct. So uh, I graduated from college in 2019. Um, and the, one of the big reasons I even started business was because I wanted to take care of my parents. That was always my initial goal. Um, I want to be able to retire my parents. They're still working right now, but they're really close. We're getting there to where I can actually retire them fully um, before they actually hit like the regular age of it. And while I was in school, I actually geared more towards digital marketing and kind of engineering at the same time. Um, I'm a systems implementation engineer. I taught myself how to code maybe probably a few months before I even started college and actually taking coding classes. Um, I always took even more classes while I was in school. I was in Code Academy um, before it ever became what it is right now. And uh, I used that uh, so much while I was in college. And so that was my route. And then I kind of found marketing um, while I was in school and getting a minor in it. And when it was like six months before I graduated college, this is like early 2019, I'm applying to a bunch of different uh, um, positions, some web dev positions, some uh, marketing and marketing tech type positions. Nobody's calling me back. Nobody's emailing. I'm getting no interviews. I'm like, what is going on? So I just decided... I'm just going to start my own digital marketing agency and I'm going to be a consultant um, in helping people uh, increase, you know, their business using marketing. I did that for about two, maybe three years at this point. And I got to the point where with my clients, I realized I can increase them in business, but they were still having like problems scaling in other ways. And I realized because they were doing everything. Um, they were still handling the phone calls and doing the services. They were going to their clients' homes or doing whatever they need to do on their computers and helping their customers. But they didn't really have the time to do anything else. And I started to fix that problem for my clients themselves. But then I realized how much of an issue it was that people had with saving time and finding the right process to do that. Um, and I'm very naturally inclined to doing that. A part of it is my, my parents, my beautiful mother, um, who was an organizer by heart, uh, heart and soul. She's born to do that. So I get that from her. But I also get my engineering side from my father, who would fix um, hardware, the actual computers, not the software necessarily, but the actual physical computers. And he builds them himself. So I get that from him. Um, and I'm like, OK, I can combine this and I can help people solve these problems and helping them save more time so they can go back and do what they really want to do, which is be with their families or go to the islands of Zanzibar, whatever they feel. <laughs> <laughs> so you've turned that into your, your new focus 
And mm-hmm. when did the succeeding with systems all come together? That came together earlier this year. Okay. Um, and originally I was just doing my consultancy work. I was going into businesses, um, helping them you know, figure out what their real problems were and then actually solving it for them. Um, sometimes managing the solution, but most times just, you know, being able to train their team on it and moving forward after that. But um, a lot of my clients are either at an intermediate level. They've been around for a few years, but they're scaling very fast. And so they have the revenue. They may have one or two people, um, but they're at a different level. But there's a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, people who maybe aren't just getting started, but they're not at the level where they can really kind of afford me at that level um, where it comes to real life implementation. Um, they're still struggling though with being able to save time, with being able to try to use tech in the right way. They're kind of scared of tech. They don't know what they really need or they don't really have a good idea on what a business process is and why it's important for sustainability. And I knew I needed to provide a way to be able to help people do that. So that is what Succeeding Systems kind of came about. Uh, That's why we started the company. And it's even more than just business, um, even though business is where it started from, because everything in life is a system. From the way that you have your morning routines, to the very fact that we're in something called a solar system. I mean, everything in life is a system. And so I also want to be able to help people understand that other side of life, um, other than just business the mental, the spiritual, the psychological, because these sides are just as important as the financial and the business side as well. And it's all a system. So the financial, of course, is what a lot of people will start with. And I know that Mm -hmm. you've got a couple of testimonials on your site where people went from making, you know, a few thousand a month to six figures um, after just a couple of months of implementing some systems. Now, without giving away the secret sauce, what are some of the things that you implemented for them to help them, you know, streamline stuff and make that big jump. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the beginning of, of this particular client that you're, you're bringing up, this client came to me, um, messaged us and it was like, I, there's a bunch of stuff we need help with. We need somebody to help us. I, we don't know what we're doing. I'm like, okay, let's go on a call. Let me figure out what's, what you're really saying right now. Again, I'm like, got to figure out what you're actually asking for. We talk, and I realized the client was doing a lot of manual work when it came to booking leads on his calendar, following up with the leads on his calendar. Um, it wasn't about closing the sale. So he was a great salesperson. Very, very good at that. Had in spades. I wouldn't suggest anything more. What he was doing is too much back and forth with, you know, are you available on this day at this time? And then the days go past and people get to it late. He loses leads. Um, people... We're also having an issue actually paying him the correct amount and buying his specific packages. And then actually he needed to follow up with those people, secure them, answer their questions and everything. It was just a lot of manual stuff, a lot of manual back and forth. Um, what I did is I looked at his process. I went through his whole process as it as it stood before we started anything. And then when I saw, I'm like, okay, you need a calendar booking system. You also need... Uh, a lot, a bit more of an intense email, automatic email, automatic SMS follow-up system for the people after they book a call with you, um, and a reminder system for so that way they can remind it for the actual meeting, 
and then more follow-up messages after they book their meeting with you in case they don't buy on the phone. Um, and he had none of that. And he had a great product, he had a great service, no issues there, but he didn't have those automations together. And so what we did is we actually implemented that in and of itself. We actually used the Go High Level program um, and we created and built out that system for him uh, personally. We had his own calendars for him and his eventual sales team, which he actually had to bring on because he has so much business. And that came about six months later. Um, but we initially built out the calendar. We built out the, a custom calendar form for him. And we built out all the reminder sequences, not only for the client who was booking on his calendar, but for him as well to remind him of meetings. So he knew they were going on because everybody gets busy and we do forget things from time to time. As simple as it might sound, that was a huge game changer for well, him. I was, I was about to ask because a lot of the stuff, I mean, when I look at, you know, the things that you and I spoke of, I'm like, okay, well, that's obvious once you see it. But how do you get people to, you know, pull their head out of the weeds to see mm-hmm. what it is? Because it sounds like you're just, in a sense, guiding people to things that should be easy for us to figure out. Very good question. When you're a business owner, you are very much into like your business and the way that you have always done. As much as we like to consider ourselves to be like free spirits or people who are very open, we are to a degree. But when it's it's about something that we really know and we know it's our core, we become kind of close minded a little bit um, because we get so used to doing things one way. And uh, I think as humans, we're not really accustomed or. I won't say a custom. I don't think we like change that much if we don't have to. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, I pers- I, I'll tell you that for a fact. I don't really like change. Like, I, I don't. If it can work how it's doing it, I'm, I don't, why change it? So that's probably the hardest part. Um, and when working with clients, it's, it's, it's so difficult because it's not the tech. It's the mindset behind it and you just trusting somebody that you reached out to. Most people reached out to me uh, versus the other way around and getting them to understand like, hey, the way that you're doing it is slow. That's that's why you're having a problem. It's slow for you. It's slow for the person you're trying to get on the call. It's slow for your team who's ready to do the work, you know, whoever that team is. That's the hardest part. And getting them out of it is really just showing them. So what I did for him uh, before we... We, we had our initial consultation. I told him, I say, I say, okay, I'm going to look through your system and I'm going to tell you what I find. And I'll let you know, I'll record a video. You can respond to it. We can, we can get back to it later. Cause he wasn't like all the way convinced, you know? So when I record the video, it's like 10 minutes, a very light audit. I did not spend a ton of time. I just knew what the points were I was going to hit. I record that video. I sent it to him probably on a Friday night. He sends back to me like the longest email I have ever gotten from a client saying, oh, my God, I can't believe this is the problem. Thank you so much. Nobody's ever shown me this before. And he's paid very top level consultants. I'm not going to name by name, but people that I know and he's he or know of. And he's paid them. He's taken their courses or gotten them their calls with them. And they never showed him these problems. Um, and he was shocked and he was like, I couldn't believe we haven't seen this before. You're hired. Can you send me an invoice? How can we start? Like what's, what's the next steps? That was about 
in early November last year. And six days later, that's how we got to the, to the 80,000 that you guys are seeing in that video. So it sounds like what we said earlier is that a lot of times you just have to be shown the way mm-hmm. sometimes. And again, making it so that people can, you know, pull their head up out of the weeds, a few minutes to breathe yes, and say, okay, <laughs> what is it that we're trying to do and what's the best way to get there? Um, do you have like a standardized set of tips that you would tell people? So for instance, you know, you know, people are going to be listening to this podcast later. They're going to watch the video. They're going to say, okay, well, they may, you know, look at the go high level site and say, okay, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people that are looking for something, just one tip to get turned in the right direction, do you, do you have something that you normally would tell people without having I, to do that deep dive conversation? Oh, absolutely. Cause it's really, I'm going to actually have them do a deep dive on themselves, but in a much simpler way versus my way. Okay. The way is this, you need to be sitting down every single day and you can do this for five days out of the week. You don't have to do the full seven. I just want you to write down what you did for the day. I want you to write down what you did. And then I want you to, of the things that you did, I want you to write, you know, to the side of it in another column and put down of the things that you accomplished. What were the things that you shouldn't have been doing? This is a self audit. That's, that's all that is. You're doing a self-audit and saying, okay, I sent emails to this customer. Um, I had to do an emergency call with this client because uh, they were really confused. They sent me an email. I, you know, I had to call them real quick. That interrupted my day. Um, I had to do another appointment, kind of a check-in call with a client. I did a sales call. Um, I sent a couple emails to a few other people, so on and so forth. Then you figure out, okay, well, I probably shouldn't have been on that check-in call with that client. Um, because, you know, they're really fine or I really shouldn't be doing project management like that this closely anymore. Um, I shouldn't have had to send these emails out. I wish there was a way I could just have somebody else do it or some other system. You do something like that every single day for five days straight. This is extremely simple. And for everybody here who's IT based, they're going to be like, this is none, there's no tech involved. So why am I doing this? <laughs> well, I was going to say most of us are used to recording time for billing purposes. So mm-hmm. we are used to recording stuff, but probably not in a way of we're recording every single thing we did and what did it accomplish? Exactly. It's that last part. What did it accomplish? And should you have actually been doing it? That that's an important part of this process because what you're now finding out are your areas that you should either Outsource by hiring a team member or outsource by hiring tech, hiring a software, because you should be able to identify the things that you really should have no involvement in whatsoever. And if you're a business owner, there's gonna, it's going to come up and it's really anything outside of your zone of genius. And when I say zone of genius, I mean your craft, your very specific skill set and the thing you love and want to do in your business. Uh, that is your zone of genius. You want to be identifying what are these things that are outside of my zone of genius? And once I know that I'm doing them, okay, now you've identified it. Now the question is, how do you actually outsource that? Or should you even outsource it to a person or should you outsource it to a piece of technology? Um, And that question comes later, but it it all starts with the journaling because that gives you clarity. Because a lot of times when I work with small business owners and I speak to them, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're making money. That's not really the issue at that point. 
they just are doing so many things. They don't, they know they need help, but they don't know where to start. And this process provides clarity. Anybody can do it at any time. All you need is a piece of paper and just give yourself a week to get that true clarity and figure out, okay, now at this point, it's like, I'm, I know these are things I shouldn't be doing. The next step after that is documenting what you're doing and being able to have a written out or a video recording, um, especially if you're already used to recording your time for the sake of billing. Now you're recording your time and what you're doing for the sake of documenting it. So that way you can actually hire somebody else to take that position. And now they have what's called a standard operating procedure that they can go by. All right. And I know that people that attended this last conference, the TechCon Unplugged, there was an entire session on documentation. And Uh part of that, part of that was documenting to speed up processes when it comes to lead times and being able to identify what needs to be delegated and what needs to be put into a better system. So I think the people that were in attendance, they were going to say, yep, we learned all about that, but here's now something else to uh, add to that. Because we did not talk about journaling every day, what you did and what it accomplished. Oh yeah. And I think most people don't talk about it, but I think it's the first step because it's it's the clarity. Because most times if you don't already have documentation, it's not a regular part of what you do. You are likely unclear or you don't know the real reality of where you're at. Right. That's, that's another thing. That's, a, that's the reason why getting people out of the leads can be difficult because they don't really know where, they're stand, where they stand in their business. They know they need help. They're making some money. They know they can make more money, right? They know that can happen. But it, a lot of times it can take somebody else saying, hey, um, you think you're here, but you're really here. You're not where you think you are in your business, even if you're making more money. You're missing these core fundamentals. You're missing this type, uh, this in your foundation. You won't know that unless somebody tells you that or until you write it out and you're, you're forced to read it and actually analyze what you wrote. Um, and then that's how you kind of begin to understand, okay. And then it, actually, this also tells you what you should probably document first. Okay. Because once you know these are the things you shouldn't be doing and now you know, okay, we're going to focus on getting help in this area, whether software or hiring the person, then that becomes the first uh, activities that you actually document. So that way you can hire the person. So I don't want y'all to just hire somebody <laughs> or just get a virtual assistant and be like, hey, you know, I said in my journal, Kadira said in the journal that I should write it down. And I said in my journal that I'm doing social media stuff and I don't want to do that. And you just hire a VA and you say, hey, do social media stuff. And then they don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and they can't really help you effectively. Right. Um, or they're going to come up with an idea that may be not in alignment with your goals in your business. So documenting what they need to do um, certainly helps that out. Now I want to go back. I, I made a note here. You mentioned the zone of genius concept. Yes. So is that something you coined or is that something that we should have? I, <laughs> I wish, I wish, I know I heard it somewhere though. I'm sure I've heard it in a plethora of courses that I've, that I've taken, um, whether in college or outside of that. Um, so I can't take credit for it, but uh, I love the concept of it. And it, it it's just the area in which you're passionate about, that you're skilled and talented in. And that's the area that you want to just stay in. And anything outside of that, 
you really just shouldn't be doing. Um, and so it gets difficult to stay in your zone of genius when you're starting a business from scratch because you do in the beginning have to do everything yourself. You have to be the everything person unless you already have a team, you have partners that are working with you. Um, but even then, it's probably something going to come up and you're going to have to handle it and it may not be your zone of genius. Um, but as you move forward in your business, you want to be able to focus on the activities that you like to do. Um, and that can change over time, but most of the time it's it's in a relatively you know similar area. Um, so like for example, you may be running a business, but you may like managing your team, but maybe you don't actually like hiring them. You don't like going through the process of interviewing, of fielding through uh, applications and resumes and portfolios. You don't want to interview the people, don't want to do all that, but you like training them once they actually come on board. That means the training of your team is what you enjoy. That becomes your zone of genius. Um, it could, for me, it's anything like putting together the automation in my business. I absolutely love managing it afterwards and always having to come back to it. Not so much. I, I really love. I like making the new thing, and then I want the people to use it. If you need help fixing it, that's fine. But I don't want to have to necessarily manage every single day the thing that that I just created. Mm. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, so Kadira Muhammad has a YouTube channel where you can find a lot of these concepts and a lot of these videos. Um, her channel, Automation Tech Systems, on the YouTube. Uh, and then, of course, the website, succeedingwithsystems.com. There's also a Facebook group. Uh, your LinkedIn information, so I'll have all of that on the show page. Something we did not talk about before we got on the air, you had talked about starting a podcast yourself. Yes. Has yes. that has that happened, or where are you with that? It has happened. We're actually on my third episode um, that I released earlier this morning, and it's also called Succeeding with Systems. Okay. Um, you can find that on all platforms um, that you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, and that's where we also talk a little bit deeper on the systems of business, but also systems of life and just being able to manage both sides in order to help people have what I like to call a lifestyle freedom. I can't say, at least as far as I know, I'm the only person that says that, <laughs> but, it, but it, I'm sure other people already thought about it too. But um, lifestyle freedom to me, is the goal for business in general. I think most people want to just have a lifestyle that they can do what they like. They have the time and they have the finances. Um, and so it's really geared towards helping people utilize tech systems and automation and being able to gain that lifestyle freedom for themselves. All right. And then before we started today, we had uh, talked about another program that you had just finished. And because I asked you what, you know, what's new and you talked about a program with Chase Bank. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so there is this program that we um, that I actually got invited to. Uh, I'm one of 50 women, and they had like 602 applicants. Um, and it's called the Get Venture Ready Program. And it's a program specific for women of color and being able to help them create their businesses and be able to... Uh, actually ask for venture capital and just being able to associate their business a certain way, make sure they're having, you know, some types of legal sides of it together 
Um, so that way they can ask for venture capital. They can start pitching to people um, to get venture capital. So that way they can actually scale their businesses utilizing that capital for whatever they're, they, they need, need it for. Um, we had our first like kind of introduction today. Um, I was super surprised because I got the email earlier today and they're like, yeah, we're meeting tonight. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so excited. I was like, oh my God, cause I didn't know. Cause I knew hundreds of people were going to apply and the application window was super tight. Um, that, uh, that particular client that I got that, um, testimonial from that's on my site he's the one that that texted me and said hey i saw this on on his linkedin he's like hey here's the linkedin post here's the, the link i think you should go after it i did and it was amazing so i really appreciate him for that um i'm really excited about being in it so yeah it's a 12-week program so i'll be in it for a while we end up doing another uh, uh podcast show inside of that time i'll let you guys know how it is all right well we are gonna have to get back together because at some point, I'm going to get on this Go High Level site and start looking at it. So we'll need to circle back around and, and talk about that. And now that I know that Lady Di, uh, I don't know if she's using it herself. And if she's still in the chat, she'll let me know. Uh, but the Tech Tribe uh, uses that. So I'm not a member of the Tech Tribe. Maybe I should be um, and would have known about that sooner. So we'll we'll have to get back together. Absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to it. Love your show. Love what you Well, thank you very much. And just to uh, let everybody know, you know, one of the things that we need to do as IT business owners is you had mentioned earlier, you know, the the calls and the interruptions and the things that, you know, derail your day. So, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Tuesday, it wasn't Monday, thank goodness, because it would have been horrible. But Tuesday, the dreaded call came. Uh, where the customer said, yeah, we had a fire in the building. We need you to come right away. And luckily, the fire was not on the floor where my client was. And again, this is not my direct client. I uh, subcontract for another customer. They're actually based out of Massachusetts. This is a branch office. It's an architectural firm. And they're in a seven-story building. The fire was on the seventh floor. So, of course, the fire system went off, the sprinklers, and the water dripped down, and it literally did drip all the way down to at least the second floor that I saw. I did not get to see the fire damage that was there, but uh, my customer, they have a server room on the fourth floor and a server room on the fifth floor, like a closet. The closet on the fifth floor got hit with water. So they did lose some equipment there, and this customer, they must have some sort of deadlines that they needed. One of the things that we had to do was move computers from the fifth floor down to the fourth floor. The fourth floor was pretty much dry. There was a kitchen area that was wet, Mm -hmm. but luckily the server closet on that floor and all of the computers were dry, nothing on the floor. But I will say this, the incident response plan was nowhere to be found. It was pretty much, uh, what can we do and what can we move? And I spent uh, Tuesday just, you know, trying to figure out how are we going to do this? Because they they had not planned for it. And of course, you never do. You never do until (laughs) until it's already. (laughs) So moving nine workstations down a floor. And, And the worst part about it is I at first told them I wasn't going to. 
because the elevators were not in operation. The elevators were closed because they had the, what I forget what the name of the company is, but it's that first response, Mm -hmm. you know, for, you know, the, the fire people had gone and done all their stuff. And now this company comes in and they're the ones that clean up and start to put everything back together. They, they had all the dryers on the floor, the stairwell was all wet and it's, it's an old building. So the stairs were these narrow stairs. It wasn't, you know, regular stairs. And I told him, I said, I'm not carrying computers down these flight of stairs because there is not enough insurance that is going to cover me for that. So they brought somebody in <laughs> that, I'm not getting hurt for you. So they, uh, one of the employees came back and they actually got the building manager and we worked out a deal with the elevator. So we were able to get a couple of carts and stuff. So they did, uh, the bulk of the moving, got everything down. My job was to get everything connected to the network. We, you know, rigged up a bunch of stuff in the server room and conference room and moved out some cubicles. So it was, it was fun. But there's an example of, you know, sometimes your day just gets derailed. And, you know, I had at least the ability to move some other customers around. Uh, we we knew where we were with projects. And so we knew how much leeway we had. And, of course, customers know which things are priority and which things are not. And mm-hmm. uh, Kim in my office took care of a lot of stuff for me so that I didn't have to. I could just leave and go take care of that. She handled the customers and uh, all was good. So, um, oh, I should go back and look in the chat. I see that Rick Smith was uh, in our chat today. He says that he uses uh, uses it too. So we must be talking about the Go Level system mm-hmm. and Lady Die hanging with us. Uh, just started a few months ago, and Tech Tribe is still adding stuff. So very good. So love it. Wow. So I may be able to jumpstart this a little faster than I thought. I thought I'd have to learn it all myself, but oh, now I have see? people. The community has your back. They just been waiting. <laughs> this this community, I, I tell you, when I, you know, I can't give enough props and I didn't do enough in the opening talking about the conference and the way that this community, this community bands together. This community stands side by side, good times, bad times. Uh, you know, we talk about products, we talk about stories, we share tips, and this is the type of stuff uh, it's one of the reasons I like doing the podcast and being involved. They asked me to be a part of the conference. I, I of course said yes, and you know couldn't uh, couldn't have asked for anything better. So, Rick, Lady Di, thank you very much for piping in here. Uh, should be good. Well, Kadir, we're gonna have to uh, find out. So you're gonna be in this for twelve weeks. So this uh, was was this week one. Um, I think week one technically starts uh, the thirtieth. Okay. Because that's when we have some of the, um, the what's, what's it? not the meetings, but the sessions that we're doing, the coaching sessions, a lot of that starts. All right. So that's going to basically push you into the holidays. Yes. All yep. right. So we're going to have to meet after that because uh, I'm going to slow down during my holiday season. Good. So. Absolutely. You got the systems in place so that way you can do that. All right. So let me mark this down. So sometime at the start of the year, we'll circle back around. Uh, maybe I will meet with you once to get our stuff that we had talked about going, but then we'll come back and update everybody podcast wise and go from there. Love All right. Love well, Kadir, thank you very much. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, Kadir Muhammad succeeding with systems 
and you'll have the links to all of her sites and her new podcast that has just started. Episode three, did it did it uh, launch? Did it get published today? Yes, right. published today. We launch them every Wednesday at nine a.m. Eastern time. Oh, that's very specific. Yes, My, mine is. <laughs> Mine I gotta is, keep to the schedule. I'm trying to keep to it because that's why I pushed it off. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we'll do it later. But I try to keep a schedule. That way, people can get used to it. And uh, yep. I have to get used to it. <laughs> that's true. All right, so this will be released sometime tonight. I don't give a time. <laughs> it will be released tonight, uh, so folks can find it by audio. And of course, the video will be here on YouTube and the Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for our show this evening. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Be sure to head over to itbusinesspodcast.com to keep up with all the podcasts. And you can go back again and listen to episode 420 if you have not already. And here are some of the other things that Kadira and I talked about. And we will have her back soon. So, Kadira, thank you very much. Thank you. Looking forward to coming back. And thank you, everybody, for listening to me. All right. Well, folks, we'll be back with another episode live again next week. And until then, holla.